Welcome to the Blue Ocean Church Daily Advent Podcast. This is Emily, and I'll be your guide today. So start by getting situated so that you're comfortable. I'm going to read this variation of a prayer of St. Patrick to shift our focus, and I invite you to take some deep breaths to help slow your body and your mind as I do so. I breathe in joy as I stand today, calling on the source, the wellspring, and the living water, believing in the threeness, witnessing the oneness, on my way to meet you face to face. Now we'll spend our usual minute using part of this as a breath prayer. On the in-breath, I breathe in joy. On the out-breath, as I stand today. I breathe in joy as I stand today. Go ahead. Next, we'll have our petitionary prayer. Today, we'll pray that we're able to find joy in our relationship with God. It's just a very simple prayer. We'll take about 30 seconds to ask that we can find more joy in our relationship with God. Go ahead. And now our story from our Advent book, All Creation Waits, written by Gail Boss and illustrated by David Klein. Today's story is about the woodchuck. Knowing the complications below, I kneel in front of our garden shed and speak softly into the hole beneath its door. Sleep well, Chuck. The hole plunges deeper than the frost line, then levels into a tunnel maybe as long as a three-story building is tall. At its end, he's tucked, head between his hind paws, in a room padded with grass and leaves. He might hear me. His ears are that sharp, if he's awake. Certainly not if he's asleep. Even if a predator could navigate that long tunnel and nab the sleeping woodchuck and shake him, drop him, bite him, the sleeper would sleep on, limp and insensible. That's not the threat. Deep in his burrow, he's safe from other mouths. It's his own hunger he has to escape. Winter has wiped bare his vegetarian table. He would starve if he stayed awake. Asleep, asleep so deep his heart barely beats and his body cools to nearly the temperature of ice. He expends almost no energy. Only at a glacial pace does he burn the fat he added, eating up to three pounds of greens and fruit each lush day of summer. In deep sleep his hunger is subdued. 
His substance shrinks, but it's not consumed. And yet he might be awake now, in the lean heart of Advent. Whenever he sleeps, a finely calibrated inner clock ticks on. In abundant seasons, it wakes him and sends him back to sleep on a predictable 24-hour cycle. Now it lets him sink four, five, seven days down into a sleep so deep it amounts to self-absence. This both preserves him and stresses him mightily. At metabolic bottom, where sleep meets death, cellular sludge builds up. Careful molecular balances tip till his clock alarm rings, pulling him up, awake enough to use his toilet chamber and retune his body chemistry. His inner clockwork also suffers the stress of absolute sleep. While he's awake, it recalibrates to ensure its alarm will wake him when his body chemistry turns precarious again in the next bout of sleep. Also, his clock and the clocks of all the area's chucks recalibrate to stay entrained to a larger rhythm. No matter how long or short their individual cycles of wakefulness and sleep, the whole community is synchronized to a cycle of the earth itself and readied for a small window of opportunity. Mid-February, the male under my shed and all his fellows will be waked, and this time crawl out of their burrows into the still barren world, looking for the homes of females. They will enter and acquaint themselves, males and females, but not mate. The window is not yet. Their clocks send them back to their separate burrows to sleep again until the season's final alarm signals now. Now is the time to mate, so that the kits to come will be weaned at just the moment when the world's green food becomes abundant, so that they have every possible hour to eat and add weight before they must sleep, so that they will be stout enough to survive all the wakings of next winter. Then one spring day, these young chucks too will wake into the ephemeral window and pass on the elegant rhythm that sustains them all. I really love how the author talks about how the woodchuck's body is synchronized to the rhythm of the earth. So I invite you to take a minute to meditate on how our own bodies change in accordance with seasonal rhythms and whether there's maybe a spiritual metaphor in how we adapt to different seasons of life. Go ahead. Our benediction. Go in peace, wash your hands, love your neighbor, you are not alone.